Welcome to the Eclectic Collection. This is my first foray into podcasting, and with that comes the disclaimer that it is for entertainment purposes only. Uh, to give you a little bit about my background, I have spent over, I'd say, 20 plus years in education and psychology, entertainment, linguistics. I have a pretty unique mix of things uh, in my bag of tricks, so I thought with that I could just entertain you with um, different stories of uh, anecdotal things that happen that should amuse and surprise, sometimes scare or inspire, at least I hope to. And um, I thought today, episode one, which I'm calling The Best Defense, is an interesting story that I could um, impart for you and maybe give you a little bit of inspiration. So our story goes like this. There's a young, we'll call him 16, but that's irrelevant, uh, teenager, and we'll call him Tim. But Again, purely fictional. So there's a young guy that has pretty much everything going for him. He's an athlete and a decent student. He's got a lot of friends, nice kid, with a bright future. And unfortunately, with all that he had going for him, he was met with a terrible accident that caused the severance of his left arm. Despite all the care that was given to him by doctors and hospitals, uh, no such luck. They couldn't reattach his arm and he fell into a terrible despair because he wasn't expecting anything such a tragedy to befall him at such a young age. So with that said, he spends his time in rehab and physical therapy as best he can, getting as strong as he can, and eventually can return to school. But he seems like a shell or a shadow of what he once was. Coming upon his old coach, who served a lot more as a mentor to him in an effort to... Um, cheer him up and give him some purpose, direction, and hope. He says, uh, you can get stronger, you can still work out, you can do all the things that you were doing before. You're just doing them as a one-armed individual instead of a two-armed individual. And there's things you'll be able to do that other people won't be able to do. He, of course, doesn't believe it, and Tim's very skeptical, so he stays in a slump for quite a while. Eventually, the coach sees that he needs to press him a little harder and suggests that maybe he try a completely new skill or something that he had not tried before to master that and offers the suggestion of Kung Fu. The coach happened to compete for years and had several trophies in his office, so he thought he would suggest that. Immediately, Tim's against the idea completely doesn't want to try it and thinks that it's terrible because he's not going to have any success. He'll be laughed at, ridiculed. It's not even worth the effort. And it takes the coach a good six or seven weeks to convince him otherwise. And very reluctantly, more out of boredom than anything, Tim decides to start learning on a basic level. First in the coach's office at school and the gym and then eventually getting enough skills and basics down that he takes him to a dojo to be able to start working with a class and taking martial arts more seriously. He gets good, and, and then he gets better. And then eventually that skill builds upon itself to the point where he is tournament ready, but again, still reluctant. The coach decides, now I'm going to enter you into this basic tournament and see what happens for amateurs. He's, no, I don't want to do that. I think that's a really bad idea. But the coach again forces him into it and says, look, you've come this far. It's going to be 
a good plan. I think you should do this. So, reluctantly, but again, he goes into it thinking, well, if my coach believes in me, I guess I'll do it. And goes to the tournament and meets with success. He has pretty smooth sailing. He's able to move forward into the five or six different uh, rounds without issue. And he notices that he's feeling very repetitive in his moves. The coach had taught him several different options to take down an opponent, strike an opponent, defend against an opponent. But there's this one move that he kept pushing and just kept going over again and again. So Tim ends up winning the tournament very unexpectedly. And he chalked it up to beginner's luck and potentially just being an amateur. But the coach knew that there was more to that. So he encouraged him to try again. Maybe this time an intermediate tournament. Of course, Tim's immediate uh, response was not good and negative and he didn't want to try, but he kept getting persuaded because he really believed in the coach and had a good relationship with him. So he does eventually a few weeks later enter in an intermediate tournament and he does well in the intermediate tournament. All the while training harder and harder, but focusing on that one maneuver that the coach kept telling him to do. Almost to the point where it was becoming annoying and Tim started to question why he had to function over and over again with this one maneuver. But again, the good student, despite some griping, he kept going. Eventually, he wins the intermediate tournament. No problem. He ends up doing well and gets to the point where his coach says, I think you should try an advanced tournament. As this time is going on and he's progressing from belt to belt and level to level, he's still chalking it up to luck or pent-up aggression or whatever it is left over from focusing some rage that he was harnessing from the accident all the while not confident that he was going to go forward to another achievement. But the coach said, no, try it. You're going to be okay. And he was, so he entered into an advanced tournament. He did well. Again, opponent after opponent, person kept going on the mat against him. He would win. This time, the coach even more intense and set on that one maneuver that he never laid off of. He always made him train that way. Finally, Tim starts to get annoyed to the point where he says, I want to try different things. I've come this far. I didn't think I even would. Can't you train me on something else? Can't you give me another move? Can't you put me into some other class of, of, of maneuver? And the coach says, stick with what you know. Just trust me and stick with what you know. So there comes a master's title bout, and he was challenged. The coach says yes without even talking to Tim. Tim gets so concerned that he's not going to be able to do it that he almost backs out. But at the last second, he decides to go with it because his coach has backed him the entire time. If he wins this title, he's at the highest level and rank he can be. He's considered a master in Kung Fu. He can now teach with prestige and be even beyond the level that his coach was this whole time. He's very nervous, goes to the tournament, 
smooth sales through the first couple of rounds. Eventually gets to the semifinals where he's sure he's not going to make it. But after executing the infamous move, he advances all the way to the finals. What seemed rather easily. The coach tells him he got one bat match left. Just concentrate and you're going to be fine. A very nervous Tim says, look, I'm anxious. I don't know. I've gotten all this way. I'm sorry I doubted you, but this is it. This could go really wrong. I could get hurt again. Something could happen. And the coach tells him you're going to miss every shot you don't take to pull a Wayne Gretzky quote there. So just do it. Try your best. Know that everybody's behind you. And, you know, you made a believer out of even me. So he goes to the final match. And in what seems like seconds, takes the victory unhinged. Tim's ecstatic. He's put up on the shoulders of all the people nearby. People are cheering. Crowd's going crazy. He's holding the tournament trophy high above his head. He runs over to his coach, gives him a hug and says, I don't understand how I was able to do this. This is crazy. I'm just beyond anything I could think. And the coach very confidently looks at him and says, well, you were always going to win and I knew it. Tim says, how did you know that? How could you possibly? And he says to him, well, in the maneuver that you kept complaining about that I forced you to study over and over again, there's only one defense against it. And it is by grabbing the left arm of the opponent. And since you don't have one, there was no way that they could combat against your maneuver. So I hope you got a little chuckle out of that and at the same time felt a warm fuzzy or two. And hopefully we'll be back in a couple of weeks with some other uplifting, inspirational, funny or ridiculous story to tell. In the meantime, if you liked what you heard, check out eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or follow us on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Janaglia. Thanks for listening.